Tom Bernard Show with Andy Brent Bernard, Dave Schrader, Cassie Schrader, Mike Molina, and Sean Paul. Alex bailed on us again. Yes. <laughs> Unbelievable. Works that one hour day. It's really great. We'll be right back. More with Sean Paul right after this Tom Bernard Show. Michael Bryant, Brad Sean Bryant, what's the latest? Well, basically, we're trying to represent people who have been hurt and talk to them before they talk to an adjuster. Uh, one of the key points is to make sure you know what your rights are before you start talking to the insurance company and they start asking you questions or they try to settle your case early and cheap. Well, what's interesting to me is, you know, a lot of people have fear of attorneys. It makes them very uncomfortable. They get nervous about it. What should I do? I've known Michael for years and years now, and I would highly recommend you. So that should be good enough for everybody because I don't endorse people who are dirtbags. Well, I, I appreciate that. Um, but I guess the key is, is people think I'll charge them if I talk to them. Right. So a lot of people call me up. It's like, how much is this going to cost if you call me back? Like, you want me to call you back? How much will that cost? I don't charge people. The only way I get paid is if we recover, um, if we get money from the, the other side. And there's a lot of people I talk to that I never get paid for that are just part of giving them advice to make sure they know what they can do and what their rights are. And your record's terrific as well, we should point out. Well, it works. It's been good. <laughs> it's been good, ladies and <laughs> it's gentlemen. It's been good. And how do they contact you? And, uh, e- either through our website, which is minnesotapersonalinjury.com, minnesotapersonalinjury.com, or at 800-770-7008. Michael Bryant. Bradshaw and Brian. Due to the billions of marketing dollars spent by Walzer Automotive on Tom Bernard Podcast, you hopefully know that Walzer sells cars. What you might not know is that they also have two full-service collision repair centers in the Twin Cities. They're fully certified by all insurance carriers and can help you navigate all the paperwork if you ever have an accident. But wait, there's more. They've also been in the paintless dent repair business for nearly 30 years and can take those pesky dings out for just a fraction of what traditional body work costs. Broken windshield? Walzer Collision is a fleet of full-service mobile glass repair trucks as well. Walzer are pros at body and glass repair, but don't take my word for it. They have an A-plus rating from the Better Business Bureau and a nearly perfect 4.8 Google rating. Check them out at walzercollision.com. Like it. Good music going today, Molina. What's that all about? Uh, Friday Eve. Friday Eve, that's it. <laughs> Friday How's the market Eve. doing, Molina? Uh, I don't know if I want to check. Uh, let's see. How's cryptocurrency doing, Mike? It's down 587. <laughs> We're down 587 today again. Yep. Boy, I tell you. Uh, I've been looking for this all day, and I, you know, this is the show, uh, so I should be able to tell you, but I still have no information on whether they shut down the government or not, or they intend to. I don't know. Has anybody heard anything? No, I think they avoided it. I think they did get something done. Right. I thought they, weren't they finalizing a two-year deal to try to keep things moving for the next two years, some kind of budgetary program? Yeah, yeah they were trying to do that, but Nancy Pelosi was fighting it, so I don't know. That's, she gave an eight-hour speech. That was the latest. Yeah, oh, she, she gave an filibustering speech. Wow! <laughs> Can you imagine eight hours. <laughs> most most ninety five year old women can't talk that long. <laughs> no, I don't think I could talk that long. I still, you know, and I'll get off this. I promise immediately. But I still wonder 
why we want people who are 80 years old making decisions that have no effect on them whatsoever, but will affect us for the rest of our lives. Why do we even allow that? Well, isn't that what parenting is all about? Yeah, parenting. So right. well, that's what grandparenting is all about, <laughs> exactly. unfortunately. Here's some candy. Anyway. Now go away. Yeah. Here's some candy. Leave me alone. Get away from me. Um, in any case, Sean Paul in studio, Dave Schrader in studio, Cassie's in there as well, Molina's in there. So what's the latest? Well, we could, holy Christmas, did you, uh, did you touch on the Lenny Dykstra deal with, uh, uh, you mean with Charlie Sheen? Charlie Sheen? Holy crud. Yes, I did. <laughs> wow. <laughs> he says that, uh, that, uh, Charlie Sheen, Lenny Dykstra is a former baseball player, major league baseball player, right. played with Philadelphia Phillies. Who else did he play for? Did he ever play for St. Louis? I can't remember. Yeah, I don't recall I either. Remember, I just know he did some hard time, right? He did three years for tax evasion. Yes, he did. Uh, he was a hell of a baseball player, a really good baseball player, yeah. as a matter of fact. Um, but he is uh, telling people that Charlie Sheen intentionally is uh, passing around his HIV, and he's doing it on purpose. Uh, and he also said uh, that he murdered his assistant. Yeah, the so, guy was going to write a tell-all uh, book. accusations. Yeah, he was going to write a tell-all book, so then uh, Charlie apparently uh, had him killed. That's what Lenny Dykstra uh, Allegedly, right. But then they've also got on tape, they've got uh, Charlie from a year or two ago offering to pay somebody $20,000 to kick his ex-wife or ex-girlfriend's head in. How is this guy still oh. out and yeah, not in should, the news sounds every Sounds like he should maybe be in prison. Yeah, I, I don't really understand that either because he, first of all, his old man, uh, you know, has got some very strong opinions, but that's one thing. I understand having strong opinions. He's, he's a nice enough guy. Amelia Westevez is a, a very pleasant guy. I don't know his entire background and his history and all the rest of it. How did Charlie get so insane? How did he get so nuts? I think drugs did him in. Yeah. I think that's what it was. Yeah, mm. drugs and alcohol. I That'll tear you up. So many, yeah, he took yeah. so much stuff that it just ruined his brain i suppose yeah see i can't i'm looking right now and i cannot find anywhere that we've avoided a shutdown they're not saying we are going to shut down they're not saying we're not going to shut down i got nothing and i'm looking at several different news sites so why can't they tell us do you understand that maybe they're just still in the midst of the negotiation right now and for once the uh, media's doing the right yeah. thing and shutting up until they have a, a firm answer one way or another so that we don't crash the entire uh, uh, system because if they come out and say there's a shutdown i think we're going to see a ma- another massive drop off in the stock market which is going to send people into a panic right mm, yeah i think you, you're you right wait until that. the end of the market day if you're going to release bad news anyway wouldn't you well, it's either that or C-SPAN wants uh, to up their yeah. ratings on TV. <laughs> I don't know. It's like a... Yeah, it could be. Ugh. Uh, Nancy Pelosi calls budget deal a good bill, but I won't vote for it. <laughs> okay. Uh, that's great. That's whatever just, it is, I'm wonderful. against it. Uh, whatever it is, I'm against it. So, yeah, it's a very difficult situation, Sean, because I, I tend to be a centrist I, you know, I like some Republicans. I like some Democrats. I'm not big on the, the, the edges, the far left and the far right. So it's very frustrating for me to try to make sense of everything these people say because it's impossible to do. Yeah. 
Well, uh, I, I watch this stuff fanatically as well, and uh, <laughs> I'm actually uh, biting my tongue here. But uh, Are you yeah. just hoping it's all an illusion, Sean? <laughs> a lot of smoke and mirrors going on? I'd, I'd like to see the, uh, the stock market stabilize, you know, but uh, how far, how yeah. vertical can it go? And, you know, I, you, we were expecting some kind of correction at some point, but then you yeah, yeah, grew this whole... so much. Yeah, it had to, you know, stop at some Absolutely. Point. That was just not sustainable whatsoever. And then... Uh, well, not with that attitude, Sean. Well, anyway. But uh, I just before I got here, I heard that Paul Ryan thought that he had the votes to move this thing forward. That's that's what I had heard as well. That's why I keep looking for the, hey, we're, we're okay. But apparently they're not going to deliver that until... Uh, well, it's what three twelve Eastern time now, and that's uh, Washington D.C. and that's the clock they operate on. But you know, when you're given eight-hour speeches, I guess you don't operate on any clock. No. So, wow. Yeah. No, that was really impressive that she was able to go that long at that age. I just, I got to ask you guys a question, and this is for everybody. If you were eighty years old and you were a billionaire, why would you care to still be? In the House of Representatives. It's a power thing. That's why people get involved in the politics anyway, right? They want to feel like they've got a say. They've got a power position. They want to feel relevant. Yeah. Yeah, I guess. And they come with the wisdom of the ages, Tom. Oh, she's a master oh, legislator. Wisdom. Just ask her. Yeah. <laughs> the wisdom of the ages. It's, I, you know, I remember back when I was a young man that uh, Tip O'Neill and Ronald Reagan would get together and go out and have dinner and schmooze and hang out with one another and it seemed like a smoother time, but now they won't go near one another. And I just, I don't know what to tell you. It's, uh, it's very frustrating, though, to, to try to operate. We, here, here's a headline that just hit my screen. The IRS overpaid, overpaid nearly $3.5 billion in Obamacare tax credits in 2017, but they can't recoup the money. They can't get the money back. $3.5 billion he just threw away. And that's just too bad for us. Well, I think if we finalize that investigation into the $800 billion the Pentagon was uh, being investigated for just before 9-11, that should help even out the economy, shouldn't it? Absolutely. $800 billion. Where'd that go? Did we ever find out? No. No. What was it? It was some unbelievably large amount of money that uh, wasn't it? Was it Cheney at the time that was being investigated for that? Mm, I think that's correct. Right. Absolutely correct. And and all of a sudden, 9-11 happens and hits that exact part of the Pentagon. I'm not saying it's a conspiracy. I'm just saying it might be a conspiracy. But uh, that part of the Pentagon with all the records goes pow, and uh, nobody ever talks about that loss again. And we just kind of forget that all of that misappropriation of funds took place. That's all i got to say about that because i got family and kids, and I don't want to say anymore, but uh, there's definitely something weird going on. There is something very weird going along, and I blame Sean because he could make it all disappear, and he won't. That's true. <laughs> That's true. Sean Paul in the studio. Yes. He's from Intrigue Theater. And, Tom, I know you haven't had a chance to see the show yet, but uh, this I've had a chance to, to travel to New York, California, Las Vegas, Branson, Missouri. I've seen some of the, the coolest illusion shows, and I know you're like me. You love magic and illusion. The Intrigue Theater do. comes to Minnesota once a year, usually for a weekend or two, and they're only doing one weekend this weekend at the Haunted Masonic Temple, allegedly Haunted Masonic Temple. I want to keep them on my good side, uh, over in St. Paul. Yeah, but this is one of the most impressive magic and illusion illusion shows I've ever seen in my life. Uh, they do it with this really neat slant. It's, it's different than just 
disappearing tigers and airplanes, they actually take you on a journey through time to the spiritualist movement and and kind of show you what it would have been like back then. And then there's newer uh, illusions, everything from voodoo to what do you have? Time travel, kind of. We uh, did a past life regression, right? past life regression thing for experiment, and uh, we're actually going to be uh, you know dividing Julianne in half on a Civil War era amputation table. She represents the country divided by the the brutalities of the Civil War. Very good. Now you and, and, she's, she's he- and she's pinned down on the table by members of the audience. Yeah, I, I just saw this <laughs> this uh, illusion out in yeah, you, uh, you were there. Eureka Springs. Yeah, it's you think you've seen it all when you've seen the lady sawed in half, Tom. Till you yeah, see uh-huh. this illusion, it's it's remarkable, and I love that they do these amazing setups. It's not just flash and dazzle and creepy techno music while they're dancing on stage to do this yeah, they we, tell these stories and, and bring you into the history of the moment we it's, want to set the stage show. with something that with uh, topics that people feel are familiar with they've heard about it they're not sure if it's real or not and then we you know we call them paranormal experiments and we try to bring it to life right in front of their face and uh walk through a brick wall i didn't bring that with because that's a lot to tote yeah uh, but uh, that's a lot to tote a brick wall is. <laughs> it, it really is i mean uh, it's, it's, it makes for a good punchline but it's reality but yes we brought Reknar, high priest of a moon uh remna remains of an egyptian mummy and we'll be doing a, an experiment out of the uh, egyptian book of the dead oh yes so they yeah tom this is this is an amazing program and they do they do all of these great stories like i said where they'll bring you into it and and uh juliana fay who is with sean on the show and does this ghost talker segment she's she's one of the best in the world at what she does and she will leave people completely blown away uh, on that aspect of the show, not taking any, anything away from the no, illusion no. part I, of the I'm show. A, I'm, but a, I'm a fine warm-up act for her. Yeah, you are. Yes. And uh, and she's not too hard on the eyes either, Tom. So that makes the show even more impressive. But uh, You know, I don't think I've ever seen a, a magic show that had a hideous woman in it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to hit the road. Now I know. i got my niche. i just got to find the right... Uh, R- right mix of uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, bald, fat, and unattractive Dave along with uh, somebody to make me look better. That would be good. Uh, yeah, Here's this is a great I show. I don't understand. I do want to see the show. I absolutely love magic. I love illusion. I do not want to know how it's done. I-, I don't know why people wish to know. Unless you're going to do it yourself, of course, then you want to know how it's done. But uh, I have nowhere near that much talent. I love it. I every chance I get to go see illusion magic whatever the situation is, uh, I am fascinated by it. How things, how things happen, I, I don't care. Just the fact that they do happen is good enough for me. And and the one I always talk about, Sean, is when I pick a card, it's put back in the deck, it's thrown at a glass window, and my card appears on the other side of the window. Yes. Yeah, so how does that happen? How many times have you seen that? Uh, just a few. Okay. And were you a participant in it each time you saw it? or? No, I don't get to have any fun in my life. But that <laughs> will change. That will change when he comes to Intrigue Theater. Dave, That's right. Don't you think he should have a seat in the voodoo chair? Yes. Oh, I'd love to see Tom in the voodoo chair. Oh. <laughs> Tell him no, about what, when your what's son... What's voodoo chair? It's, he, he walks you through, and, and again, a lot of this is amazing history. He talks about this famous uh, voodoo practitioner, Azili John, and... and during an auction, which Sean travels the world looking for different artifacts, and he was actually able to purchase uh, parts of Azili John's personal uh, estate. Estate. So he's got one of the razors. This guy was a uh, barber 
which gave him ample opportunity to get people's hair to do these experiments, uh, experiments after with hours. it. Yeah, and and he tells you this story while he's got you on stage and and breaks out all of the different pieces and and kind of in, involves the audience and one participant. And he had asked uh, unknowingly, I didn't say anything. He took my son up on stage, who uh, was at the time how old? Seventeen. Yeah, it was sixteen or seventeen. Okay, my son Nathan. And Nathan is a staunch skeptic to anything in the paranormal. And Sean does this, and I don't want to give anything away on it, but he does this remarkable um, program with Voodoo. And what do you believe? And when you get done, my son just, when, when the reveal happened, my son just looked at him and goes, <laughs> like, be bull crap, he yells oh, out. Yeah. He just would not believe. <laughs> it was a wonderful reaction. It yeah, was a wonderful that reaction. What, what happened just happened. And everybody was there to witness it. So it's one of those that's what I love about this show. You know, you go in and you know when you go to most magic and illusion shows, you're, you're going to be fooled and you're going in for that. You're, you're a, an active participant. But what I love about this is that they use different aspects of the supernatural. So when you're in there and you're watching this unfold in front of your eyes and, and there is something going on up, up at the stage and all of a sudden tables across the the rooms start jumping and moving. It's it's really one of the most interactive and, and completely amazing shows uh, anybody would get a chance to see. And we like to perform it in, uh, you know, paranormal, historically relevant venues, which is why that Masonic Temple is such a gem to, to perform this in. I mean, we if you saw movies like The Illusionist or The Prestige, that's really what we're embracing. I did. I yeah. did, absolutely. And when it, we have to wrap up this segment. We'll be right back, though, and then we're going to talk about when you're going to be there. Uh, and where it is. We know the name of it. But do, do most people know where the Masonic Temple is in St. Paul? It's on Eagleheart Avenue uh, near uh, Snelling oh, okay. and Marshall. Yeah, oh, very in St. Paul. IntrigueTheater.com. Really they can check it out and find information there. We will be right back more with Sean Paul, Darkness Dave, Lightness Cassie. You know what I'm saying. <laughs> right back. I'm Brad Huckle, president of North American Banking Company. Ask one of our bankers what they love about business banking. They always say the relationship with a client. Case in point, True North Oral Surgery and Implants is a longtime customer with a growing practice. Their banker, Julie Marshall, knows the ins and outs of what they do. So when they need working capital, an equipment loan, or funds for expansion, they call Julie. Are you looking for a banker you can count on? Give us a call. This is Tom. Why not bank with my banker, North American Banking Company? A better banking experience. Member FDIC, an equal housing lender. Just like all of you, I had been hearing about my pillow and was skeptical that it was as great as everyone says. Well, I received my first my pillow and I love it. It's very comfortable, stays in that same exact position all night. Fantastic. Mike Lindell, the inventor of my pillow, has a very special offer for Tom Bernard Show listeners. My pillow is offering more than fifty percent off his four pack special, which includes two premium my pillows and two go anywhere pillows. If you're looking for a great night's sleep, now is the perfect time to get your first my pillow. If you already know how great the my pillow is. Why not give them to everyone you know? Call 800-516-5146, use promo code TOM, or go to MyPillow.com. But make sure you use promo code TOM. Call 800-516-5146 and use promo code TOM. That's 800-516-5146, promo code TOM. And it still pisses me off to this day, by the way, that by the time I turned 11 years old, I couldn't hit notes that high. <laughs> that really bothers me. I try to sing along with these songs. I can't do it because, seriously, it's 
since I was 11 or 12 years old. Since they, they were, dropped? Like, I loved the Beatles. <laughs> oh, yeah, they dropped. Again. Yeah, that's exactly <laughs> it. But I, uh, the Beatles, when they first came out and I was 11, I could sing along. And then about a year later, I had no shot. None whatsoever. Okay, Masonic Temple, Eigelhart. I had a friend that used to live on Eigelhart, as a matter of fact, so I know right where you're talking about. Oh, great. Uh, and when are you, you going to be there? Uh, this Friday and Saturday. This Friday and Saturday. Yes, 8 p.m. Showtime. 8 p.m. 8 p.m. Yep. So should people show up a little early? I would. I would recommend they get there or? by seven o'clock because it is in a neighborhood. Uh, you know, it's okay. not like there's a big uh, parking lot. You got to kind of fend for yourself to get in there. But it is well worth it. This is our eighth year, and uh, we do help raise money. To, you know, because this building's over a hundred years old, and they need all the money they can get just to keep it maintained and and all of that. That whole area. I've heard for many, many years that that entire area is haunted. That's what everybody tells me. It does have a very Victorian uh, knack to it, much like uh, the town of Eureka Springs, which is where we perform the rest of the year. We're, we're originally from Minnesota, but we're down there in Branson, Missouri, most of the year, and uh, we perform our show in Eureka Springs, Arkansas. Have you ever heard of that? I have not. Okay, well, imagine a town like Stillwater in the Ozark Mountains, mm-hmm. and it's got that, that, that very charming Victorian haunted landscape complete with two haunted hotels and uh, just a winding uh, downtown area. In fact, a lot of theme parks in the 80s used to come to Eureka Springs for ideas when they, when they were, you know, Six Flags was throwing up theme parks all across the country. They would come to this town because right. it had such a charming uh, look. Uh, but it's all the real deal. It's, uh, you know, it's for, uh, they've got the, like 27 natural springs that had healing properties and during the civil war people would oh, come there okay. and and get uh, healed by these uh these springs and whatnot so it, it's a very intriguing town and we actually created this show we, we'd been doing magic for decades uh we were in branson we actually were on the penn and teller show this last year um okay, with right. with our mind reading monkey which you know that that of course is intriguing as well your um, mind-reading monkey? Yeah. Oh, here we go with this sidetrack, which is, you know, fine. Hey, if you go to IntrigueTheater.com, you guys have the, the scene up there, don't you? Yeah, we do. Yeah, so you can actually see it. But, Tom, you'd love it. It's a great, great bit they've got with this uh, monkey. Yeah, you've, you've had Frankie. Frankie in studio. Yes, I have. took a big bite out of one of the microphones. <laughs> yeah, he I... did. took a big chomp out of our microphone. Yeah. Well, that's nice. Yeah. <laughs> Other than that, he was charming, Tom. Yeah. I'll do that. I suppose, yes. I'm bringing it up right now, as a matter of fact. Oh, so I'm like, assuming he's a capuchin because very most good. monkeys owned by humans are. That's like the that's the nice monkey. Uh, yes, humans they, yeah, they, aren't available yet. And you know what? Yeah. Uh, capuchin monkeys, as far as all the primates on Earth, they have the largest brains rel- uh, uh, relative to the size of their body. They're very smart, incredibly smart. Now, Julie they, just got a little Yorkie. Yeah. She loves it, uh-huh. and it's not nearly as much fun as Frankie. I mean, it's cute and it, you know it cuddles, but. Frankie, I can say, open the refrigerator, get me a beer, bring it here. Good boy. I love you. <laughs> yeah, they're basically like little, like, four-year-olds. They are. <laughs> the, yeah, the shows are great. great. And, and tickets, if you go to IntrigueTheater.com, you can get the tickets. Just what it, There's like a tag on there for upcoming shows, right? Right. And yeah. then if you just click it, you can find the shows at the St. Paul uh, Masonic Lodge. And I know... Uh, Sean doesn't talk about this, but I will because I have no shame. And you were talking about the haunted locations in history. Uh, I've had a chance to investigate the lodge twice now. And we've had some really weird experiences there. And 
I'd heard these rumors, and this was so strange. When I was there last year, Tom, I'm sitting there and watching, and the walls started to bleed. And I'm sure they didn't want me talking about it. Yeah, I know exactly what you're thinking. And I had heard from other people who had been there before that this is a rumored effect, and but they don't like to talk about it there. Uh, but the walls started to bleed. I don't know how else to explain it. And it was coming through. It was like porous. During the show, I was watching it just come down and trickle. And I, I asked Sean after the show, I said, hey, nice effect with the bleeding walls. And he said, Dave, that wasn't me. He said, that's just reportedly what happens from time to time. And when I tried to confront one of the brothers of the Masonic Lodge there, I was quickly ushered out the door as I was trying to find out more about the blood coming through the wall or whatever substance was leaking through the walls but it, it's a really great place it's it's a Wait great a atmosphere it really is it lends I ran, itself I, I ran into a huge problem here what's that i'm on your website intriguetheater.com and it says check out the best in paranormal radio and there's this guy on there <laughs> there's two guys on there i don't know who they are but there's their picture right there beyond the deck what a great great a great website you put who did your website they did a wonderful job is is he being sincere is yes that, he's oh, being okay, sincere. okay no i am oh, I, I, no i really do like your website. okay First, well let me let me put it this way your is reputation precedes you tom uh, you know who sucks that was that was made by dingo.marketing dingo not dot com dot marketing dingo dot marketing that's a great site now, i'm assuming that is you on the left yes <laughs> The illusionist and the medium. Yes. Uh, I'm looking at it, and, and you have a look on your face like... I could be a vampire or a werewolf. You could you could be a vampire, you could be an illusionist, or you could be about to punch someone. <laughs> that's the look you have on your face. That's, the, that's what makes people so attracted to magic. It's that momentary lapse of danger at any given second. That would only happen if you said, you, you know what, you're pretty good. You should be on that America's Got Talent show. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Oh God! Oh yeah, there you go. That'd be a good idea. That'd be, yes. America's Got Talent. Uh, Penn and Teller fool us. I mean, you, well, he did yeah, fool us. Nice but American, you know, it was funny when Sean stopped in. I was hosting for you a couple months back, and who was the comedian mm-hmm. that we had in? Uh, Wasn't it Godfrey? Yeah, Godfrey. Godfrey. Yeah. And you should have heard. Oh, Godfrey, yeah, you Godfrey should hear the audio between these two because uh, we had a bonding I, moment. I, I pulled the pin on a the reality show uh, grenade, and these two. <laughs> We're just unbelievable how much hatred there was uh, Godfrey and, and Sean Paul share for the reality TV market and, and how condescending it is. And you could be the greatest illusionist, singer, tap dancer, but if uh, somebody else comes along that has uh, any kind of you know horror backstory, you know their whole family was slaughtered by Haitian refugees, yeah. suddenly yeah. they're the most important yeah. act or, on or, the show. Or they just have to look like they got beat up in high school, that kind of a thing. Yeah, you that's know. true. Yeah, as long as they were bullied. Or and I'm not, you know I'm not slamming on that, right. but it's like it's nothing to do with the talent. It's all and, about the backstory. And here's my point: they, uh. I've been talking to them now for four months because they saw us on uh, Penn and Teller, and they want us to do the exact same thing with the sure. marquee. And they they like to say they they say, oh, it's a good show. It's just too bad nobody's watching it like they are our show. This is the things. These are the things they say, and they go, we, "We'd really like you to do the the monkey on our show." And first of all, they don't pay anything. Penn and Teller does. They want us to fly to Pasadena in March, which is a busy time for us, spring right. break and whatnot, in an airplane where there's a lot 
lots of kids. Frankie hates kids. That I, I, You can't pay me enough to do that. But they're like, no, you want to do this. And it's like, you know what? I've seen the other magicians that you have, and we have a ton of stuff, and all of it is great compared to what I've seen. No, no, no. It's like once their mind, once they've seen what it is that they want, you can't get them to consider anything else. Well, you could do a card trick. Could the monkey be a part of it? Can't you just, Sean, I figured out the, the loophole for you. Just start talking about how Frankie was abused as a monkey and you saved his life. Yeah, that's right. As that's he right. saved an entire school village from a rampaging alligator and held the jaws open until the last child got out of the room. And then Frankie lost his twin brother in that accident. And suddenly you will make it to the end round. Well. Yeah, I'm just telling you, it's all in the marketing. Yeah, all right. in the marketing. So, well, Sean, I have to ask you, the, the on, on your website, IntrigueTheater.com, the building you're standing in front of with the candelabra. Yeah. What is that building? Well, thank you for asking. They call that the uh, Gavioli Chapel. It's 109 years old in Eureka Springs, and it was built as a, a Baptist church. And when Oh, okay. So we, we, we came to Eureka Springs in 2011 after performing in a lot of uh, review shows in Branson and Pigeon Forge. We worked with Tigers and did the big kind of traditional conventional magic show. But we always loved going to Eureka Springs for uh, the, uh, an escape. And um, we, we loved the haunted aspect. And this is before I even knew um, Dave. We just loved that paranormal thing. We wanted to create a uh, something that that was inspired by the town. So we were started in this big mansion. But you know, a mansion is not always. It doesn't always have big rooms. It's got a lot of rooms, but none of them are enough to bring in a an audience that's uh, sizable enough to run a business off of. So we we went from that to a theater downtown, and then somebody said you should look at the chapel. And when I heard chapel, I was like, no way. I mean, that sounds like a conflict of interest. It just sounds like a clash. <laughs> and uh, so we went and we just looked at it, and it had a bell tower. We walked in. And it really didn't seem like they had stained glass windows, but didn't have pictures of Jesus and whatnot. And there were crosses nowhere. Right, so, right. and we've literally transformed the interior into a Victorian salon with crystal chandeliers and a, and a proscenium. And um, it's it's really, I mean, now we get huge compliments about the ambiance of our building. So, that's uh, that's what that is. And I appreciate you asking about it because we're uh, we're really proud of it. And it. Uh, it's such a cool place. It actually inspires us to come up with more material just because it's such a cool place that we're in. You know, i got to ask you guys a question, and by you guys, I mean everybody in the room there. Um, I'm looking at the picture of, you know, now the Intrigue Theater, that, is that a sign that's on the side of the building? Yes. Or is that just on the website? No, oh, no, that, that, that's, that's a real. That's very cool. Thank you. Yeah, it's very cool. So, but what's interesting to me, you said it's about 109 years old, mm-hmm. and you're standing there. The two of you are standing there in front. You've got a lit cotton candelabra. Mm-hmm. The Intrigue Theater sign is lit up. Uh, the stained glass window. When you when you think back 100 years ago, and this is how people lived, and you know, 109 years ago, wasn't a whole lot of electricity around. It must have been really easy for people to believe that everything was haunted. Because it yeah, sure looks like it. Absolutely, it must have been so easy for people to think. Well, yeah, but you know what? Weird, because Tom, we've got a, the biggest skeptic in the world. Because you know, magicians they know sleight of hand, mirrors, smoke, and mirrors, uh-huh, and all that. Right, they know how right, all of that right. works. And Sean is the biggest skeptic when it comes to the paranormal. And he has told me and shown me some video, and he's like, "All right, paranormal boy, I got to tell you this." And he'll tell me these <laughs> stories. So, like, they're in there doing their stuff, getting stuff set up. And he'll turn around, and one of the quote-unquote haunted dolls has moved from one table across the room. And the, he and his wife are, are 
going at each other. You moved it. No, I didn't. I did. And he's had the stuff. They've also caught on security camera weird things moving by themselves in this theater. So I've said, well, what do you make of that illusion, man? And and he won't go on record as saying it's paranormal. He refuses to to yield yeah, that there might be yeah. something going on. But uh, the theater really lends itself well to what they do. Um, John, where did you grow up? I grew up in Highland Park, St. Paul. In Highland Park in St. Paul. Yep. Uh, and how did how did you get interested? I, I, I think we're all interested in magic. At least oh, I was when I was a I kid. I loved it. Uh, Thank you for I, asking. You just loved it as a little kid? Well, I was eight years old. I was a Cub Scout, and I went to the Balloon Gold Banquet. Dave, have you ever been to those? I have. Oh, yeah, yeah. Cub sure, Scouts. I went to the Cub Scout yeah, Balloon yeah. Gold. Sure. So I was there, and we had entertainment there, and it was a magician. And so there we were in the church basement, and I got in the front row waiting for this guy. And it's like 1977, okay? And uh, the music starts, and he's playing the theme to the Pink Panther on a phonograph in the corner of the stage and he walks out in this polyester baby blue tuxedo the mexican wedding rat you know with the right. ruffles and everything sure. and he's got the <laughs> yeah. he's got the black cape and he's got a sequined star of david on his back <laughs> and he walks out and didn't didn't and he and he takes out this glass of uh, black ink and he dips his business card in there to show that it's a uh, you know it's real ink and then he covers it with his handkerchief and he pulls it away and the ink has turned to water and in the water is a a goldfish and he walks right in my direction and he reaches out and he gives the glass with the goldfish to the kid sitting right next to me <laughs> and he goes there you go and i looked at it and it blew my mind i just couldn't even wrap my head around yeah. how that happened and now i can replay and i can vividly see the gimmick dangling from the handkerchief they just covered the the glass with uh, if you can kind of follow what I'm saying. But it, I, I, I still suspended my, my disbelief in that moment. Right. And um, so then I took classes, uh, eight years old, uh, that summer, discovered uh, where Eagle Magic was, downtown Minneapolis. My mom started taking me down yep. there. Oh, yeah. Kind of a you know, creepy little store. And it, you know, 20 years later, it became the oldest magic shop in the country, Larry Kalo. And uh, I've learned so much from Larry Kalo over the years. In fact, I was just talking to him before I walked in here. Um, and so that's kind of that's where it all got started. And by the time I was 21 years old, I was working for uh, Chevrolet and GMC, going around the country doing the magic on the platforms next to the Motor Trend Car of the Year and uh, at auto shows. And now here he is on the Tom Bernard Show. That's right. Now we're talking, and we'll be right back on the Tom Bernard Show. This is Tom, and I've been telling you how easy it has been for me to lose weight on the Nutramost weight loss plan. My goal has been to lose 92.5 pounds. Well. I've started up another round at the new Nutramost Plymouth location, and I can't wait to shed those extra unwanted pounds. Nutramost is unlike any other weight loss program. It's just so easy, and they guarantee that you will lose 20 pounds or more in just 40 days. There's no exercise, shots, drugs, prepackaged food, and I'm never hungry. The team at Nutramost in Plymouth will support you every step of the way on your wellness and weight loss journey. Then, after you hit your goal, Nutramost in Plymouth is there for you with the Nutramost Forever Plan an all-inclusive wellness program that improves and promotes healthy living and choices. Nutramost has helped me change my life, and I know they can help you too. Nutramost Plymouth, located just off Highway 55 and 494. Call 763-333-7337. That's 763-333-7337. Tom Bernard here. If you're ready to sell your home, you've probably heard that you should wait until spring. But why wait for temperatures to rise when the market is hot right now? Not selling in winter is a total myth. Truth is, buyers are hungry, 
And while other sellers and real estate agents hibernate, the Chris Lindahl team is selling homes like hotcakes. Chris has done a great job. We have our house on the market with Chris right now, as a matter of fact, and the video he did is amazing. The Chris Lindahl team is America's number one REMAX results team for a reason. They play to win, and they've got the skilled players to sell your home fast. In fact, they sell a home on average every nine hours for over the MLS average. Don't wait until spring to sell your home. Call the Chris Lindahl team at 763-401-SOLD. That's 763-401-SOLD. The first two callers will get a free staging package. This is a huge value, and it's only going to the first two Tom Bernard Show callers from this ad. That's 763-401-SOLD. Call now, get the free staging package, and grab the opportunity before winter is over. Back, ladies and gentlemen, Sean Paul in studio. I love it. The illusionist and the medium will challenge your reality and intrigue theater. Um, so you knew, this came up in the first hour, we had a couple of German exchange students in studio, and I told them that I knew it by the time I was 14 years old exactly what I wanted to do, which is highly unusual, but it sounds to me like you knew from the time you were eight years old what you wanted to do and what you wanted to be. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's really the only real job I've ever had. Uh, and, you know, it's 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 been fun. I mean, we've been in a lot. We've worked on cruise ships. We were actually in a show called Illusionarium on the NCL Getaway, which was um, put together by a producer um, out of Vegas. And we were actually one of four magicians in the show, which never happens on a cruise ship. Usually you're the only magician. Then there's a singer, a juggler. Oh, really? Yeah. Well, yeah, like when we've done other cruise ships, we're on Wednesday night, and we're the magic act. And Thursday night, they may have a ventriloquist or a comedian or whatever. But in this show, um, and in fact, we actually had like these guys from uh, uh, Hollywood and Las Vegas. They were coming down to Branson to see a bunch of the magic shows, but they made a special trip down to Eureka Springs, which is an hour south, to see our show. Okay. And when they did, okay. Bill Smith, who builds illusions for Siegfried and Roy and Copperfield, he said, that was great. Have you guys uh, heard about Illusionarium? I want to put your name in the mix for that. And so there were three acts in that show, all of which were from Las Vegas, and then we were the act from Arkansas. (laughs) (laughs) You know, whatever works, right? Right, yeah. Well, it was was very exciting. So we were in that show for uh, six months, and basically the down season for that year. And then we came back and did our show in uh, Intrigue Theater. But, yeah, I've always wanted to do this, and that's all I really know. And now we, we run the business. We don't work for anybody but ourselves, and... It's going yeah, really well, but yeah. we wear a lot of hats, you know. Yeah, I would imagine. And now, do you do you own the building? You rent the building? The building belongs to the Crescent Hotel. Dave, have you ever been there? I have been. I just came back. Why are we talking all NPR all of a sudden? Yes, <laughs> Sean, I have been there. Yeah. So, uh, and you know, the Crescent Hotel—they call themselves America's Most Haunted uh, Hotel, as per Yahoo News. Uh, and so mm-hmm. they kind of have taken us under their wing. Uh, we don't perform in the hotel except on Halloween night. Then we do um, a seance in the ballroom uh, Halloween oh. night. Oh, yeah, and that's a lot of fun, too. Um, but uh, we we're, we perform just down the street in this building that they own. And, uh, yeah, so we it's a nice partnership with them. But we, we own the business, and uh, we run it all ourselves, and we run it pretty much year-round. I think that's wonderful, though. And how did you? So you're in Branson, mm-hmm. and is it the fact that they're the most haunted hotel in the world? Is that what drew you to 
to that area in uh, in Arkansas in the first place? Well, uh, did you just hear about it? How, how did you end up down there? That's you, that's a great Springs? that's a great question. You know what? Uh, we were like my wife and I. We got married in two thousand one. We'd been working. We actually did a show in nineteen ninety five at Valley Fair doing a theme park uh really? you know illusion show yeah and then we started doing shows for six flags and whatnot and uh then we got called to do a show in um in branson missouri and we were very excited it was a big stage show and it was produced by a guy who right. produced some of the shows in six flags so we were able to come in through a side door there and uh first show we ever did was uh september 11th 2001 that night Wow, man. Yeah. No pressure to entertain that. <laughs> and, I mean, we had done a show the night before in Iowa. We drove through the night, got almost no sleep, woke up, watched the buildings get uh, nailed by the planes, and then uh. we did a rehearsal and just we had a moment of science that night. It was probably not the best idea. Uh, but uh, welcome to Branson. Welcome to show business. And uh, so we Honestly. Yeah. Yeah, and it was a it was it was a surreal day because it wasn't just uh, I mean everybody it was a surreal day for everyone, but we were jumping it into was, this. Yeah. We were also walking into this huge opportunity for the very first time, simultaneously. Um, but uh, then we performed in Branson for about ten years, and, but we always loved uh, Eureka Springs. It's an hour south, and you know Branson has really changed quite a bit over the last ten fifteen years. But now uh, we just we just like it's a. A totally different mindset it's a different pace and uh i don't know it just seems a little bit more branson feels more like wisconsin dells and like i said eureka springs yeah, feels yeah, like uh eureka springs feels like uh stillwater but a lot bigger a lot more going on a lot more to do yeah andy looked at uh as a matter of fact he looked at a picture of of uh Eureka Springs, and he said it, it's. He said it is Stillwater. Said it looks exactly like Stillwater. The high school cannot have a football team, and I said, "Why not?" And the guy telling me Why around not? the town, he goes, "Because there's no flat land. There's no place that there's a hundred yards of yeah, flat ground." Really? Yeah. So the high, no, local high schools slopes. do not have any any uh, way of uh, uh, putting in a football team. It's crazy. It's it's a great town though. This Holy was, cow! It was totally was Stillwater, but kind of. More it's a, historic yeah, feeling. It definitely yeah. is. Bigger, more developed. Yeah. Well, Stillwater's only, it's probably from like what, the 20s or something? Mm, uh, before whereas, that, probably late, late 1800s. I oh, think. well, that's when uh, Eureka Springs is from. Right. Yeah, yeah that's I think when. It was about late 1800s, Stillwater. It was one of the biggest towns in the state of Minnesota, as a matter of fact, at one time. Is that right? Lumber business. Yeah, because of lumber business, it was a. It was, yeah, it was yeah a big, Minnesota's well, Duluth, all lumber for a long time. Duluth was the biggest city in the state of Minnesota, and people don't realize that. I Duluth have no was, idea. Was the biggest city in Minnesota. Yeah, and Stillwater has been around for a long time as well, which for me adds to it. Like another town like that, a river town as well. Red Wing has that feel about it as well. Uh, right. Know, I just love those kinds of towns anyway. They're, they have this rich and wonderful history now you said eureka springs was founded because it was a place to go and heal Is that's that why right the town was built it, there yeah and you know what it just right on the heels of what you just said there at one time it was the fourth largest city in arkansas because people were there you e- go. people were coming yeah. for the healing properties especially right around the civil war you know people were you know dire in dire need of some kind of medical help and looking for any kind of solution and the reason that those springs are healing is because they're running through limestone and, and they're, they're capturing some of the minerals in these mountains mm-hmm. and dispensing them out into the springs. People sit in them and they're getting some kind of calcium or, you know, whatever, 
whatever's in that water enriched that their body water. needs. Yeah, enriched. You know, what boggles my mind though. All of these places that had these medicinal springs, and it drew all these people in trying to fight tuberculosis and every other kind of nasty disease. You would have thought that would have spread it like wildfire, but it, it didn't have right. that same Im- impact or effect. So there, it's almost like there really is some massive healing property to these waters. But it's it's also a, like a crapshoot, you know, because right. you you don't know what kind of mineral you're you're bathing in, and you don't know what your body needs. And every once in a while, somebody goes in there, sure. and it's a perfect hit, and then they get a big success story, but it doesn't work for the next person, right. you know. So, now, Hot Springs, Arkansas, is how far away? That's about four hours uh, south. Oh, is that far? So, so because that's another situation. That's another area where people used to go. But that was a hot water thing more than anything, right? That was not yeah, like that mineral is, waters. That was the heat of the water that they they enjoyed. That's I, I don't know too much. I mean, what I know about Hot Springs versus Eureka Springs is more about commerce and you know how many people they get versus what we get. Is I don't know as yeah, much about the history, yeah. but they do have a very large diamond field uh, in that area, and right people right. don't realize this, but. Uh, we sell pendulums in our show that from uh, the finest quartz crystal points on Earth, which is found in Arkansas. They, that is an amazing, and in the golf business in Arkansas too. That I think that that is down by Hot Springs, isn't it? The magne- the what's it called, the Golf Trail or something like that. Um, I, had, I had a friend that lived in Hot Springs. Just he lived in Minnesota in the summer and in Hot Springs in the winter, and he was a he was a, a golf pro. Wow. And he just loved it. He absolutely loved it. You know, it is funny because uh, there's so many jokes about the state of Arkansas. They really are, you know. But there's a lot going on in that town uh, or in that state. I oh, mean, yeah. Just Bentonville yeah. alone, you know, they make every big company that does business with Walmart have a, a corporate center in Bentonville. And uh, they've, they've created a utopia town so that people actually want to go there and live there and work there. Um, and that's in northwest Arkansas. And then they've created this amazing art museum called Crystal Bridges that, that uh, you know, rivals any art museum in the world. And uh, it's free to go to that. And then there's a lot of other huge industries in Arkansas as well. This segment has been brought to you by the Tourism Board of Arkansas. Hey, nothing wrong with that. <laughs> now, why do you think it is that, that a guy like me, and I'm skeptical of everything, mm-hmm. I, when people say things to me, I go, yeah, yeah, right, whatever. But I've never been that way about magic and illusion. I've never cared to be skeptical about it. I just love it. I've always loved it since I was a little kid. Uh, growing up Roman Catholic is probably part of that because, you know, growing up with a lot of Italians who tend to be superstitious like Molina sitting there with you, you know, I'm just, I'm not saying, I'm just saying. But I've, I wonder why that is that I've never questioned my love of illusion and magic. I just, I accept it. I love it. I always will love it. I don't know. I don't want to know how it works. You're happy to I'm suspend your sense of disbelief. I need to. I need a, oh, a there you go. From the real world. You you want the escape. You want the distraction because yep. you're so yep. maybe angry and bitter about what you see in the world that you're happy to go to the forget the expression the circus and uh, and escape that. And you know what? I find that really refreshing. <laughs> what you just said because there are so many people that get though. angry about uh, magic because they don't like to be fooled and they don't like to be made to feel stupid. And if they and no. when they call what I do tricks, I get upset and I'm really kind yeah, of offended. Yeah. Or when they say, I know how you did that, 
even my dad says that to me sometimes. And, I, and I'm like, you kind of missed the point because I've been researching the subject of the storyline I laid down for over a year to help bring you to this place. By the time I'm actually doing the effect, you should be in a different world, not just saying, I know how you did that. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Right, and that's what's yeah. so cool about and your show. Yeah, it is. It's transportive. Right, right. It's a really neat uh, program. I think that's the whole thing there. I, I that I need somewhere to go. Uh, you're right. It's kind of it is a respite for me. Watching illusions, watching magic is a respite for me. It's very very entertaining. I can't do it. Which is a big part of it for for me, by the way. I've never studied magic, mm-hmm. so maybe I don't know if I'd be any good at it or whatever. But I do know, as I sit here today and talk to you, I can't do any illusions. I can't do magic. And there's a very specific reason for that. Because I need to have it oh, separate from the rest of everything. Yeah, you, you, know what I you mean? don't want to lose that. that. You don't want to lose the it. effect really it has don't. on you by understanding... Uh, Don't look behind yep. the, the yeah, curtain. Yeah, pay no right? attention yeah. to that man behind the curtain. Yeah. I was thinking the exact same <laughs> expression. Ah, that's right. I don't want to know. I really don't want to look. At the, I, I, I don't even know, want to know. I, I don't even want to know there is a man behind the curtain. Right, right. I just want to know that this is entertaining. It's something that I can't do. I have no ability to do that. I don't understand how it works. I don't know why it works, but I really need it to work. Mm-hmm. And it works every time. I've never seen a bad magician, to tell you the truth. I never have. Wow. Maybe there's got to be some. Oh, trust but, me. <laughs> <laughs> Chris Angel. Don't, <laughs> Chris Angel. Don't, don't get me started. Oh, oh I, could, I, could, I could do two hours on that subject. I saw Copperfield last year. What a sad state of affairs that was. Oh really? Yeah, at MGM, he's he's out there, and he's just like a tired old man walking through it. You could, t- it's almost oh. like he's at a birthday party. He just did not seem to enjoy what he was doing. The showmanship was gone. It, it was That's it was terrible. some fun stuff, but he just didn't have that same luster that but, he wants to. But I, I'll give you a little. Uh, this is what I understand because I have a lot of friends. Wait, we have two minutes. Yep. Okay. Uh, I have a lot of friends that work with him and know him and are personal friends with him or whatever. I can't say that I am, but this is what I've heard, and that is uh, after being so passionate about magic for so long, the guy finally had a couple kids, a lot later than most people do. And all of a sudden, he he didn't care quite as much about keeping up with the other magicians, and he really started wanting to put uh, things in the show that his kids, that would appeal to his kids. Now oh, I have not. So now, Dave, I've not seen a show recently. Mm-hmm. You have, but this it's is very kid friendly. But this, okay, all right. So you're yeah. already supporting what I'm saying. This is what I've heard. I've heard he's got a right. little animatronic alien that's really, right. really he's cute. A, he's got a UFO, and a the, cute alien. He's got texting magician tricks, things like that. So it's, right. it's totally trying to play to a contemporary audience. But he just doesn't look like. I, I, does, it's did his he have thing. a dinosaur in the show too? I can't give away everything. Okay. I signed a waiver. <laughs> <laughs> Trying to get me killed by Copperfield? I Copperfield? <laughs> so, yeah, yeah exactly. so now he's he's kind of doing it for his kids. And, uh, you know, I, I can't fault him for that. God, you got to hate when no, an entertainer starts doing things for his kids, huh, Tom? <laughs> oh, it's just horrible. I would never do anything for my children. <laughs> this Friday and Saturday, St. Paul, Minnesota, The Illusionist and The Ghost Talker. Uh... St. Paul, Minnesota, and, and it's the—it's not actually called the Haunted Masonic. No, it's Triune, Triune Masonic Temple. Triune. Oh, the the Triune. You don't hear that very often anymore. Uh, the Triune Masonic Temple. That's what it's called. Yes. But you suggest people get there by seven. The shows, are from right? Yeah, just 10, because. Uh, but you suggest people get there. The weather is turning around. It wasn't so good for the Super Bowl, but hey, for Intrigue Theater, I think we're okay. 
IntrigueTheater.com. Magnificent. In, IntrigueTheater.com. I've been looking at it uh, for the entire third part of this interview. It's a great website. Very, very interesting stuff. Sean, thank you so much. My for pleasure, time. Tom. Thanks, thanks for, for having me on. Up. And Cassie, thanks for carrying all of this whole thing with these people. <laughs> <laughs> she just doesn't even respond. I we'll just talk to you tomorrow, laugh. Tom Bernard Show. Okay, that's nothing wrong with laughing. We'll talk to you tomorrow, Tom Bernard Show. <laughs>